Live from the Business Radio X studio in Atlanta, it's time for Dental Business Radio. Brought to you by Practice Quotient. Practice Quotient bridges the gap between the provider and payer communities. Now here's your host, Patrick O'Rourke. Hi there, friends of the dental business community. This is your host, Patrick O'Rourke, and thank you for joining us. I would like to also thank our sponsor, Practice Quotient, PPO Analysis and Negotiation. It's actually dental contract network managed care analytics strategic guidance but that doesn't quite fit on a business card so thank you very much practice quotient um with me today is jennifer shellhouse who came all the way from dayton ohio to be with us in downtown alpharetta so the show is coming for you live in downtown alpharetta uh the name of her organization is the dayton dental collaborative and Dayton Dental Solutions, which are actually two different dental groups. How are you, Jennifer? I'm great. Thanks. Okay. Excellent. I appreciate you flying all the way down here to beautiful Georgia. I know. I love Georgia. It's a fantastic place to visit. So it's a lot of fun. Gotcha. So you and I had met at um, a recent uh, Fortune 50. You know, Fortune Management does this thing where it's... um, they, it's a it's an entrepreneurial think tank is basically what it was uh, you know originally conceived as. So Fortune Management, you know, we've been part of their organization for a really long time and probably like twenty years, I want to say. And they started realizing that you know a lot of dentists wanted to be more entrepreneur business people. So mm-hmm. they started this this division um, F fifty Fortune fifty, which has fifty dentists that are invited to be a part of this group. So you were there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we met there. So it was awesome. Yeah, I love it. So I'm not a dentist. That said, I'm an entrepreneur. And I, it's, you know, kind of lonely sometimes as a business owner. And so being around other business owners in a safe environment where you're able to talk through some of the uh, challenges that go on. Um, and so as I was listening to the different sessions where, the groups were talking about the challenges facing the dental community. Um, one of the biggest ones that are facing that I hear frequently is staffing. And the you had a lot of very good counsel and advice, and I was impressed. And so that's when I said, hey, Jennifer, hey, listen, I think that that would make a great show. So um, for our listeners – before we get into how you are able to keep and keep an awesome, talented team together and happy and humming along, um, that will be our first topic. Um, why don't you give our listeners a little bit of background on the practice itself or you and the Dayton Dental Collaborative slash Dental Solutions. How many practices you got? Like when was it established? That type of stuff. Okay, great. So my husband, Dr. Greg Shellhouse, established the practice in uh, 1982. He uh, was uh, in a small lease space of five operatories. He started from scratch. He was a de novo. They didn't even have that term back then, but that's what he was. He just started with absolutely no patience and uh, grew his practice. And then, uh, you know, we we were um, kind of getting a little bit restless. You know, we were thinking, gosh, there's got to be Kind of more to this, so he ended up um, purchasing a, uh, a la- some land in 2004, built a 12 operatory building, added uh, associate dentists to that, uh, grew that practice over 
probably around uh, five or six years, then we started noticing a trend because we were primarily fee-for-service. And we started noticing a trend of patients wanting to stay in network with their insurance providers. Mm -hmm. So we said, gosh, how could we capture these people? So we ended up uh, creating another practice, another two practices called Dayton Dental Solutions. And we purchased someone's practice uh, became in network with most of the providers, uh, the insurance providers. And so when someone at our practice, at the fee-for-service practice, needed to stay in network, we could refer them to our sister practices, we call them. And then the other thing that we did was in the fee-for-service practice, we created specialties. So we have oral surgery, we have endodontics, we have um, orthodontics in our main practice. So, you know, there's this cross referral system. Um, it really works very well. We don't, we, our motto is we never want to lose a patient. So we feel like we've been really good at uh, making that happen. So it's been fun. That's awesome. So how many operatories are in the, um, solutions? The solutions, there's two locations. They're at opposite sides of the town, of our town of Dayton. Uh, the one, um, the one is a smaller practice. It has five operatories, and the other one has twelve operatories. So the one that's five operatories, we're going to be changing that. We're going to be adding an addition to that building and making it an eight operatory office. So yeah, continue mm-hmm. to grow. Growth is is really key, you know. Yeah, indeed. So. That's a very a fairly large operation. So, in total, how many providers are we talking about? We have ten. Ten providers, right? Yeah. So, ten providers, one, two, three buildings, right? Okay, and so that's going to take a you know quite a number of um, logistics and hygienists, uh, I would imagine. And so, yes, in Dayton, Ohio, which I'm sure is very glamorous. And everybody's dying to go there. Um, yeah, they, it's like the yeah, Beverly we Hills. Have to, of we Ohio. actually have to really. We have a waiting list of people that come to the gate of Dayton, you know. And so we say, "Oh no, sorry, we're full. We gotcha. can't come in." So John Ray couldn't get in. <laughs> no, no, he don't even bother. <laughs> He'd be knocking there for a long time. <laughs> Keep on knocking, but you can't come in, man. Um, right. So, um, so talk to talk to me a little bit about what you have done in the past and did you see this as a crisis coming or, you know, give me your take because I'm not in the day to day. Right. Well, you know, I mean, obviously everyone knows the line in the sand, you know, pre pandemic, post pandemic, but um, you know, for me, I think I've kind of learned from the school of hard knocks, you know, and I graduated um, from there too. Yeah. And uh, so what it is, I honestly believe is how you, how you respect people and how you create flexibility and make things work for them. Okay. So what I've learned is that you really cannot come, come to any kind of conversation where you're trying to figure out what you want or what you need. It has to be, what does that other person want and need? Mm-hmm. And then you figure out solutions that is going to work for you. So, you know, whenever we're talking to any staff member, you know, we really start with that as the basis, you know, what, what, are, what is important to you? What are you looking for? You know, what, what do you, um, you know, and it's, it's different. It's all across the board and you really have to listen and you have to peel the onion because people aren't used to having those kind of conversations. Mm-hmm. So they'll give you, you know, like real surface answers, but then you've got to really peel it down and figure out what specifically it is that's important for them and what they need. And then you just make it happen. And it sounds like super simple 
uh, you know, but it's really not. And it takes time and it takes, you know, conversations and it takes, um, you know, just really being vulnerable and, and open to that person and under, and wanting to understand them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you have to build some trust and rapport. Absolutely. With those folks, you yeah. know, because the surface answers are, uh, well, Hey, I just want to do a good job. Right. I want right. to make money and right. You know, I want to treat the patient. Well, most, most people that are in the dental field, they, they have, um, you know, they have, um, ideas of being, you know, helpers in, in the, in the world, you know, they want to help people. That's why they went into the profession, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you really do need to center it around there, but also you need to make, uh, you know, allow them the, they can be somewhat like people pleasers. So you have to make sure, especially the, the women in our office. So you really need to find out from them, well, what do you need? I know you, I know you care about people. I know you want to do a great job, you know, with, you know, helping people, making them healthy, creating, you know, a great uh, dentistry that's going to last for their lives, the rest of their lives. But, you know, we also have to balance that with your needs, you know, because mm. you can, you know, you can easily burn people out, um, you know, and you can put demands on people that are unreasonable or that, you know, they feel like they have no voice. Right. So they feel trapped. They feel trapped. And so just really giving people the opportunity and the dialogue and how I do that personally is that I just am very open and honest myself. I tell them the struggles that I'm going through. You know, I have meetings with some of my accounts ladies. I, I start with, Hey, this is my bank balance. This is how much we spent on bills. This is what we collected this week. You know, I, I, I almost make it them, they are um, stewards with me of the business. You know, they are stewarding the business with me. And, you know, a lot of leaders I think can become very isolated. You know, they think that they have to put it all on their shoulders and, you know, they have to do it all themselves. You don't share that information with people and people will willingly step up. And also what I found is that they come up with such great creative solutions that I never would have thought of, you know, and, um, and then I vet them, you know, and we discuss them and it's a great dynamic. I love it. I do. So that's, that's really important. And when people feel like they have a voice, I like that too, then they're, they're participants in the mission versus just a soldier or sellsword, right. if you will. Right. So the best question you can ask people is, well, what do you think we should do? You know, so they'll come to you with an issue and you're like, well, what do you think we should do? And they are living it. So they know what should be done. You know, sure. They just want permission from you that their idea is good, you know, and, and as soon as you, and you'll listen to their idea and you may need to, you may need to discuss a little bit with them, but for the most part, whatever they come up with of what they think should be done is like right on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, You want to let folks have some ownership of their own little world. And they're really the experts in that. They are. I tell folks, my folks this all the time, right? I'm really good at kind of what I do, but you know, I come from corporate America and you may laugh, but I'll, I'll be vulnerable. Okay. I never in my life before I started this, did I get a manila folder, take it out, fold the bottom and put a little label on it. Never. As I've, I've been working, I've had Someone's a staff. done that for I, you. I've had a staff yeah. since I was 20 years old. Yeah. And so then I was just sitting in my, my office and I'm like, I got a folder. Okay. This is how the folder thing works. And it just dawned on me. I'm like, man, you've been like, um, 
<laughs> you yeah. kind of skipped a few steps on your way. <laughs> um, and so when my, they're like, well, how are we going to, you know, how do you want to have this organized? And I'm like, yeah. you're the one that's in it every day. How about you just do it however you want and exactly. then you tell me. Yeah. And the, and the flex and then being flexible. Okay. You know, we have many women that work from home, you know, um, they know the results that we're looking for. And so really what I do is when I have someone that has a flexible, um, you have hygienists working from home. Uh, no, that's, no, because people didn't like going to people's houses to have their teeth cleaned. We found that awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, but, um, most of our administrative ladies who I feel like are like the, um, unsung heroes of the practice, they will make or break your practice. But anyway, a lot of our administrative ladies work from home. And so you just set up, what are the results that you need to see? And then you monitor those. You don't have to sit there and maybe she works on Sunday at two o'clock in the afternoon. Who cares? You know, um, as long as the results are showing up. So is that one of kind of the keys where you were talking about, like, what do you need? Part of what you need by you, I mean, the the team member, it's going to vary broadly, but it could be flexible scheduling. Right. It could be where they work from. Yes. It could be their own ability to make decisions. Right. Um, anything else? What else am I missing? Um. Nothing really. I would just say the more you trust people, the more trustworthy they become, you know, the more they want to do what they, the more creative they become, you mm-hmm. know, um, the more dedicated they become. It's just, it's, it's a phenomenal, it's a phenomenal feeling. And, and you really, um, you really set up a dynamic where you're, you know, it's a reciprocal you mm-hmm. know, absolutely relationship. Right. Uh, well, I'm here with Jennifer Shellhouse, uh, Chief Strategy Officer of Dayton Dental Collaborative and Dayton Dental Solutions. And I think she just said some really important stuff for all of our listeners out there. All of the dental providers, does the, the second biggest complaint that I hear from clients is, you know, you don't understand the staffing issues going on right now. And that was what was happening at Fortune 50 too. And, you know, then you came out with that and I was like, yeah, what she said. And every, you know, and I think that that message where it is simple, maybe, but it's, it's not, it takes the time. And you have to believe it. You can't just put it on like a suit coat. You know, you really have to believe it in your core because the staff will figure that out if you don't believe it. Right. You know, I mean, there's a, I was thinking about this the other day I think there's a distinction and, you know, if you, you can treat people with respect or you can respect them. And if you treat people with respect, you're basically putting on to me, you know, like oh, you're, you're conscious of it. Mm-hmm. But if you really think about it and you're like, I want to respect this person, it changes the way you see things. And, you know, it, it changes how you react to whatever they're doing too, you know, um, they, a lot of people, how you, what you give is, you know, how they respond. So if you're, you know, if you're giving direction and, and not listening to them, they're, they're going to shut down. That's excellent. That's yeah. very profound, actually. It's giving me something to think about. Um, so a uh, big shout out to um, everybody at uh, Fortune and Remy, Mark Webb, Bernie, Mark Murphy, Fred, um, Alex. 
Jennifer Tyson. Jennifer. I, you know, I, I never meet her in person. I talk to her. Um, well, I but, mean, there's a Jennifer club. I don't know if you knew that, but is there a in Jennifer the world. Club? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think there's a type. I don't know. I talked to her the other day. She told yeah. me a good job. Made me yeah. feel good. She gets good coaching actually. Yeah. She's great. Um, yeah, we're, we're doing some stuff in California. Appreciate you, Jennifer. Um, and appreciate California too. I know you guys are listening out there. Um, another time today we're talking about Dayton. So get in line. Um, so you've created a culture, right? And so a positive stress-free environment and is one of the goals. Like, do you write this? Is this written down? Is this something that if, you know, John Ray, if he, you know, was hired, I know he would never hire him, but let's just say for the sake of conversation that he, he came in, he got past the filter somehow, he snuck in and then, you know, he said like, here's what we do. Like we want to create a positive stress for environment. Is that like in our mission statement and our core business conduct? Like how do you present that? Or is it something that's sort of unwritten? No, it's not unwritten. It's definitely defined. And, uh, you know, we revisit it all the time. We look at it you know, on a daily basis. So, um, you know, when a new person comes in, we, we just inform them, you know, that here's our statement of purpose. We call it a statement of purpose. And, you know, it's outlined uh, specifically what, what our large vision is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then we also have um, agreements. So we have agreements on how we're going to, um, what we're going to do, you know, with each other. So as, if everyone agrees to a certain way of acting or a certain way of being, then, you know, there's no question about like, well, how, what should I do here? How should I act here? So, you know, one of the agreements, I mean, for a positive stress-free environment is, you know, we do what's called a clearing and this is fortune, you know, technology. So, you know, clearing is you come in and you say one, you, you say in the group meeting in the morning huddle, um, if there's anything that's going on that would prevent you from being 100%. So, you know, some, a lot of our ladies have children, this and that, you know, they may not be feeling well. So they clear that in the morning. And then what that allows everyone to do is John Ray would say one time what was going on with him. And then there wouldn't he's, be any he's just hung over. <laughs> there, wouldn't be any, <laughs> there wouldn't be any speculation like what's with John Ray? How much did he drink last night? You know, I mean, there wouldn't be any of that going on. You know, you would know he would say, hey, look, I had, you know, 10 bourbons last night. And I'm not feeling the that well or whatever. So, you know, that, that kind of thing allows people to be heard and, and, and you get it out of the way one time, everybody knows what's going on. But then the other thing that's really great, the, the, the counterpoint to that is that we agree, we all agree that we're going to support that person. Mm-hmm. So once someone says, look, I'm not a hundred percent, all the team that alerts the team, Oh gosh, what can we do to make them have a better day? And so that's kind of the reasoning behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one aspect of it. Um, the other aspect of it is just, you know, we are very systems oriented. So, you know, we know how the schedule should flow. We're all committed to ha- having that, uh, be the way that it is. We don't say that someone has to do something in an unreasonable amount of time that puts a lot of pressure on people, puts a lot of stress on people. Mm-hmm. So it's communication, you know, it's communication between the different groups in the office. You know, there's the administrative team, there's the hygienist, there's the doctor team. So, you know, making sure all those people are communicating with one another. And we all know if it takes you, you know, 20 minutes to do something and it takes John Ray, you know, an hour to do something, then we're going to schedule it that way. We're not going to make John Ray do something in 20 minutes if he, 
he can only do it in an hour. Right. We're talking about tying shoelaces, I'm sure. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, so, but what's fascinating is that when you have so many different type doctors, they all have their own speed. This is one thing I've learned yes. over the years. Like they have their own, I don't know. I, say, I don't know. Then you have the specialists, right? Yes. Then, and so then, you know, you're trying to run that schedule. Like that's, that's, that's tight. Yeah. Like, and that's, you know, I like to say I balance jug. I'm juggling chainsaws. That's you know what I feel like many many mm-hmm. days. I'm like I'm just kind of juggling these chainsaws, making sure I keep my, keep all my fingers. Yeah, um, that's a lot of balls in the air. Yes, that's and a-, a big shout out to my husband, Dr. Greg Shellhouse, because he's really the one that you know leads the doctor team. And um, you know, one of the things that we say is set up your ideal day. You know, some people are morning people. Some people are kind of, you know, more late starters. So, you know, if you want to hit the heavy stuff in the morning, set it up that way. You know, um, they all have individual goals. They know what their goals are. How they get there is kind of dependent on, you know, on what they want to do. Some people might have to work five days. Some people could work three days, you know, with the efficiency and effectiveness. So, you know, I think it just, you do have to, um, once again, allow people to kind of, be at their rhythm, you know, and mm-hmm. then you have the results that you want mm-hmm. and then they, they figure it out. That's good. That's good. All right. So prior to, um, before we leave this, I think we've, we've kind of hit the clearly understanding communicating. If you're communicating these values to the team, does that spill over to the patients? Yeah, for sure. I mean, our, our um, tagline is experience different in our uh, Dayton Dental Collaborative practice. And people sit, sense it as soon as they walk in. You know, they always, if you look at a lot of our reviews, you know, I mean, patients are constantly saying, this place is different. You know, what is, you know, you guys are happy. You know, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I don't want to be, go, I don't want to go to an angry dental practice. No, I don't know people that don't really, I mean, that just kind of are there, you know, I mean, people, some, a lot of people have misconceptions about their job. I think, you know, they, they treat it like a job. I'm going to show up and do what I'm told and keep my head down and all that kind of stuff. Well, you're there eight or eight hours a day. Why not make it someplace that you look forward to coming to and that you're contributing to that you're mm-hmm. inspired by, you know, I mm-hmm. mean, you can make that. It's, it's just a simple shift in your head about what opportunities you give for, to people and how you want people to be, you know, and how you are yourself, you know, I mean, you can't expect people to show up and not be that way yourself, you know, so you have to set the example. And, you know, if you, if you do that, it's, it, it does become just a part of who you are. Mm-hmm. You're the tone setter and that's yeah. just kind of part of your day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. That's, that's awesome. Um, how do you create systems and monitor these systems? Because I heard scheduling, um, you know, you also have accounts. Um, you're running two different, com- completely different network strategies here, right? Yes. So we'll get into that maybe in a minute. Um, so that's, explain to me how you're, how you're creating systems and then monitoring that. Like, is there some... Like I, in my head, I feel like there's a, what are the, the, the it's not a watchtower, but uh, the towers at the airports where they're kind of oh, guiding yeah. all the planes right. and stuff. Is that, is that what you got going? Yeah. On? Uh, no, no, not at all. But um, we do have a structure for like um, how we um, 
how we scale accountability. Okay. So we have our team players, we have source leaders. So we have each, each department has a leader. Okay. And they're like the, they're the, you're the, they're the voice of the, of the team. Okay. Then we have a leadership team. Okay. And there, there's like four or five of us that get together and we hear from the source leaders, what's going on. And my COO does a lot of that. She hears a lot of the stuff that's going on from the source leaders. Mm-hmm. And then she disseminates that information to us. And then we discuss it and we, we, we come up with, well, what about this or what about that? Or, you know, and then we go back to the team, you know, and we get buy-in. So, you know, there's kind of that, there's, a, we, nothing is ever changed in our office unless everyone, you know, has a voice in it. Mm-hmm. So there's not like a directional, Hey, we're, we've decided we're going to do this or that. There's not none of that ever. There's always, you know, I won't say that there's consensus because, you know, sometimes <laughs> you're never going to have that, but at least everyone's voice has been heard. Sure. Yeah. And, and so that's how we keep things on track, I would say. And, you know, we just, um, we, we have a ton of, uh, spreadsheets. I mean, you'd probably be like appalled if I, Showed you uh, not, all the spreadsheets we have, but I mean, we have I, a ton. I, lo- I love that stuff. <laughs> and we're always monitoring. We're monitoring. So, you know, the system is you, you you have a plan, you know, you execute the plan, you monitor it, you make adjustments. You know, I mean, that's just what we do constantly. That's right. Yeah. Sure. It's like, I mean, as business owners, it's only, it sounds simple, but it's not. No. Because you have to do it constantly. Well, and you have to delegate. Like you cannot be the kind of person that I'm going to do it all myself. I mean, you know, I don't even know some of the stuff myself. You know, I, I rely on other people to know that. It's, you know, I, I've been, I've learned a lot of hard lessons too, right? Yeah. I'm like, I can just do it myself. No, you're going to hit the wall. You you're you're going to burn out. I could do it myself. I feel like I'm the type of guy that I could, but if I'm going to be really effective at what I do, then I need to be able to defer. And so as soon as I was able to let that go, you know, some time ago, then it was like my favorite thing. And I realized that I don't need to be the smartest person. I'm not the smartest person in the world. I'm not right. I'm really good at my one thing that I do. Right. Right. And I don't have to be good at everything else. I just need to go find people that are really smart. Yeah. And and you can make it fun. You know, you can make it kind of fun for yourself. You're like, and, and, and what's really cool is you see that person take that on and they own it and they love it. And it just makes you feel so good because you know that that person has a, a purpose now, you know, and they know the contributions they're making and they know how significant they are, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, wow, this is really cool. You know, it's not just me. It's cool. It's yeah. great. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. My favorite word is defer now. I'm like, defer. I'm going to defer to your judgment. Right. You don't need me to do, to, no. to make it that Mm -mm. answer. Um, and so for those listeners that are out there, um, one of my takeaways is that, you know, you always want to sit down and you want to figure out what is, what is it that each person, what can you do as a business owner that no one else can do? Right. Right. And then the other stuff, right. So I don't need, I've been spent more time in it lately than I care to mention. I'm not an it person, but I'm just, messing like I shouldn't be doing that you know right um and so I say this because we're all business owners and this what the show is all about so dear listeners um make sure that you're not you know that you're kind of separating and understanding which what roles are appropriate to which person is what I'm hearing from Jennifer I think um now one of the things that uh, we were talking about pre-show 
which is uh, an interesting. So, you know, what we do here is PPO analysis and negotiation um, and strategic guidance, really. Right? right. And so you have hit upon something that uh, I've seen done several times um, across the country. And it's interesting. And I wanted you to kind of describe that for me. So you have, I'll, I'll repeat where we left it off uh, just for our listeners. So we have Dayton dental collaborative, which is the more established practice with a reputation and they're completely fee for service only. When you say that, that means nothing, no plans at all. Right. Well, we have, we have like one or two, you know, plans. So yeah. Okay. And you love those carriers? No, no. (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, what, don't want to lose your name and reputation to sell more business. No, um, one of them was a, a dental uh, insurance company that was formed by dentists. Oh, are they still way that back. way? Uh, they've been purchased by another company, but you know, we kind of were in trend. We, we were we were shareholders in the business originally, oh. and uh, you know, it was going to be oh, it's going to be an you know a great uh, thing for. Dentist, a great thing for patients, very patient-centric care. Bring smiles to the universe. Correct. And <laughs> over time, <laughs> over time, it's become a little bit of an issue. And so, you know, we still participate in that one, but um, that's probably like the only the only one at this point. Okay. Um, the other two practices, though, they um, were set up to be a network because we wanted that option for patients that need, you know, that they need that. Um, they think they need it. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, this was probably back in, I want to say, 2012 when we did that. And so. They, they think they need a PPO provider. So let me just, for our, for our listeners, not, you know. Right. Nice folks are like, what are you talking about? You know. I'm from the insurance industry directly. And so I still say we sometimes and listen, I still claim you guys. I do. Even if you don't want to claim me, I love you. Virtual hog. Mm. Anyway, the, so we, the insurance industry, what we're going to do is we are going to make sure when I done open enrollment meetings, um, I, the only thing I want Johnny lunch bucket to understand when, or to remember when he walks out that door is he, you better go to a participating provider. So we're going to drill it into their heads, tattoos on their foreheads. If we can, if we could legally get away with it, we probably would. So at any rate, this is so, th- and they have a lot more money, right? And right, uh, right? and so they're everything that's on, you know, like the EOBs on the website, yes. like everything's go to a participating provider. And so right. eventually, it's like a, you know, it's, it's hypnotizing, and right. so it's repetitive. Yes. And so then the patients are like, "Hey, I need to go in network. I need to go in network." And you're, and so you guys said, "Well, instead of trying to convince John Bray over here." You know, PPO Ray, I call him PPO Ray, <laughs> PPO Ray Ray. I don't know. Anyway, so PPO Ray over yes. here, um, you know, he's like, I need to go in network. And you're like, listen, um, so instead of losing the patient, Correct. you're like, listen, great news, patient PPO Ray. Um, you can go to dent, our sister office, Dayton Dental Solutions, and they're amazing. And they're going to be in your... Right. Um, your and your dental network and so you can go access care over there right and you know it'll still be a high standard of care etc right and yes and this has worked out well so you have two 
So th- these are completely different strategies yes. from a network perspective. So on one hand, you're, you're, you're quasi, you know, fee-for-service. And fee-for-service, right. by my definition, is two plans or less anyway. Yeah, that's us. Yeah. And so that's fee-for-service only. So that's most of our, we're either out of network or it's cash. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, yes, there are still several fee-for-service only practices all over the country. And I right. don't care where you're at. Every time I speak, they're, you know, they're all like, you don't understand that how it is. And I'm like, oh, I never heard that in Chicago or Tampa or Miami or New York or LA or Dallas or Denver, blah, blah, blah. And then I go, um, raise your hand if you're fee-for-service only. And then inevitably there's hands that go up, right? And I right. go, see, they're not unicorns. Right. So, but what's interesting is usually the fee-for-service only practice that style um, the, you typically they're established, right? right. Just like you guys yes. are, right? Yeah. What, what you guys said is instead of having the other, you know, in network, those people that John Ray's the world, cause God, God bless John Ray. We want to help him. Right. right? Absolutely. We do. We do want to yeah, help John Ray. We care about him. All right. And so then he can go to, and so that you're capturing, you're still capturing the market. Um, yes, you know, that's exactly right. But yeah. is there, I guess here would be the question. If it was me, I'm speaking as a patient, as a mm-hmm. consumer, right? right? I have teeth. I'm a prospective patient. If right. I was up there in Dayton, I'd be like, well, what's the difference right? right. To, to me? Like, why would I go to one over the other outside of this network thing? Right. 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 Or let's say to me, I'm going to approach it this way. I don't have dental insurance because I can do math and I just pay out of pocket. Right. Right. I, or I just use my HSA. Right. right. And there's lots of consumers that are like me. Right. So if you met me at the Dayton, let's say country club, we we're playing golf or something, right. you know, and, and I'm like, well, so there's two practices. Why would I go to one over the other? Right. So that's a really, that's a really interesting question. I would say that the, the Dayton dental collaborative practice, um, you know, is more, I, I would say in those cases, we're seeing people that have a lot of complex needs, you know? So like, let's say you, had a lot of issues and problems, you know, you would be- I have a lot of issues, but my, <laughs> my mouth is all right. <laughs> right. Well, you would be, I mean, and, and I'm laughing, but I mean, a lot of, a lot of it is not necessarily all just in your mouth. You know, a lot of it, people have had like horrible experiences or this or that. Diabetic. They have a lot of fear, you know, right. so they're going to come to our fee for service practice. Okay. Because our doctors there have been extensively trained you know, they know that kind of dentistry to do. They, they have that. The other two practices, they're younger dentists. They're more simple dental, you know, we call it simple dental solutions, family oriented. A lot of kids come to those practices. So, you know, it's just a different demographic, I would say, you know, and it's just um, trying to serve like a broader range of people. Probably the, the demographic in our Dayton Dental Collaborative practice is, you know, maybe 35 and up you know, 35 and older. Um, and our Dayton Dental Solution practices, a lot of times it's young families, you know, young single professionals, mm-hmm. people like that. So, you know, I mean, it, it works. It does work. Sure. Yeah. So, so if I say I have anxiety, mm-hmm. right, which I, I really don't, but let's just, do I get free nitrous? Is that what I was, that's what I heard. Yeah. And there's free nitrous yeah. at collaborative. Well, yeah. And there's also oral sedation. You know, we can do that. We can do conscious sedation there. So in other words, kind of put you in a twilight sleep. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah so there's like a lot of warm towels. Yeah. I mean, you know, all those kind of nice, nice Sounds amenities, nice. you know, we try to create a spa, we try to create a spa like atmosphere. You know, we have really soothing music and so that kind of thing. That sounds nice. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. I'm sold. 
Good. I, I Come just, to Dayton. It's just, that's a, yeah, we'll let you in. All right. Once. Once, one time, I better behave myself. <laughs> Visitor pass. Yeah. Um, so, how does um, do you, how does it how do you feel like which side is growing right now? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I mean, a lot of people are starting to get out of uh, being in network with plans. So it's, there's definitely there's a trend, and so right. I had Teresa Duncan on the show mm-hmm. uh, recently, and we're. we're we were talking about it and I hear a lot of it and you're like, ah, just get out of the network. And some of that, some of those fans, those flames are fanned by folks who have uh, an agenda, mm-hmm. you know, their own agenda. And I'm not saying that's you know, wrong, right or wrong. I'm right. just saying um, it is. Um, and so I hear a lot of the noise and then when clients come to me and I'm like, look, yeah, sure. But you know, everything you do needs to be methodical. Absolutely. Um, I mean, that's what's so great. How do you feel about it? Well, I think that's what's so great about patient quotient is because you guys are methodical about it. You just don't go in, you know, willy nilly. You, you actually give the, the practice, the, the doctors a lot of security about I'm making the right move here for my business. And you may, you know, I mean, you say it all the time, you know, there, there may be times that, you know, they say, don't get out, you know, or, you know, there's different strategies. So for me, um, I think what's happening in our two sister practices, Dayton Dental Solutions, is a lot of people are being being foolish about how they're approaching that. They're just, you know, cutting themselves, cutting their knees off or whatever. So patients are calling us, are you guys in network? Are you guys in network? You know, so we're getting a ton of new patients from that. But at the same time, but they We're also, not, we see this. So I, I hear this almost every day. I yeah, swear. Yeah. And they, and sometimes it's from our own clients, mm-hmm. but they, if, if you're getting reimbursed at less than half, okay, right. you're losing money. Yeah. Right. So eventually whether we're involved or not, let's say that you're in any area and then all of a sudden, and I have this happening right now. I've, I've just talking to somebody about it on the way here, actually. And, there's a certain plan that's not paying very well. And so the other top tier docs in the, this area got off. And so then now they're flooded yeah, right now. Yeah. They're getting flooded. Right? So what you have to be careful with that is, is that all of a sudden it will come and just like take over your practice, you know? So like the, the ones that are really giving really low reimbursements, uh-huh. if you just start accepting, accepting, accepting those patients, you know, all of a sudden there's no room for the other patients and right. you become like even more, you know, kind of in a disadvantaged situation. So you got to be really smart about it. Um, you know, we, we do exit plans, you know, we, we do do that every year. You know, we look at plans and we say that doesn't really work for us. So, you know, we, we choose to get out. We do it systematically, you know, the way we've been taught to do it. And, um, you know, we don't, uh, do it haphazardly by any means, but there is that ebb and flow, you know, there's mm-hmm. an ebb and flow. And so that's what, be careful guys out there. So number one, you know, you don't want to lose money. Uh, number two, you really need to have your eyes on this. It's a very, it's a, like the ebb and flow right now is from my perception, it's just one man's opinion. It's fairly dramatic. I agree. You know, and yeah. so there's a lot of folks that are trying to doing different things. Mm-hmm. And then let's bring us to one of the other things that we were talking about that I talk to clients a lot and <clears throat> all of my colleagues at the payers, um, they're like, we are awesome. We're amazing. And providers absolutely love us. And I'm like, yeah, you know, not so much to go yeah. out there and talk to them. Um, and to one of your number two thing, you, you're like, you know, we look at these, it's not just all about the fees. And yeah. you're like, which ones are 
painful. And yeah. I was like, what does that mean, Jennifer? Yeah. And you said... Well, I mean, for our administrative ladies, sometimes, you know, there can just be a painful process of, you know, getting uh, claims processed. You know, there's, there's, um, there's just different things that happen that just make it incredibly difficult. So, you know, we, and we are very, we understand, um, we understand the criteria that's required. So, you know, submitting the right x-rays, submitting the right photos, submitting the right kind of claim, doing this, doing that, blah, 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 all those things. But then, then yet there are times that they still, you know, the insurance companies will still deny or postpone or get lose the claim, you know, I mean, so, I mean, there's all these kinds of things that happen. So, I mean, when you start seeing a trend of certain insurance companies that are painful, and I think this is actually part of the post pandemic kind of mentality is that people are no longer willing to just put up with stuff. You know, I mean, I think as a, as a dental practice, we kind of said to ourselves, what, what kind of quality are we really getting from this company? the quality of our life is being affected, mm-hmm. you know, by uh, this company. I'm glad you've said that. The happiness I, of our team is being yes. affected by this company. So, you know what? We might not want to even want to work with them anymore because they are making it unworkable. And so, you know, there's, there's this adjustment that you make. So what I, what we do is we say, how many people are on that plan? How many people are in network with that plan? How difficult is that company to work for? And how low, how, how are their reimbursements? Are they even feasible for us to participate or have they made it completely unfeasible for us? Because here's the other thing too, is that a lot of our team is understanding their value and they want more money. They want more, they want more salaries. Mine too. Yeah. You know, and so they're starting to say, "Look, we we're having to we're we're putting ourselves in a um in a you know kind of a maybe a a, a potentially I don't want to say like um you know like dangerous, but you know they're they're exposing themselves to illnesses, they're exposing themselves to this and that. You know, it's 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 a fatiguing thing to do dentistry." Uh, a lot of people get carpal tunnel. They get all these different things. They have eyesight problems, hearing problems. I mean, you name it. So, you know, they're starting to say, gosh, you know, the quality of my life is important and I should be probably making more than I am right now. So if they're demanding more and our reimbursements are not matching that, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, you, it doesn't make it, it doesn't even make sense. And, you know, the other thing too is the quality that you're providing to the patient. You know, you, you can't, you can't chase yourself out of that. You know, if you want to be a quality provider, if you want to spend time with patients, if you want to have a fantastic team, fantastic doctors, all of that comes at a cost, right? And you have to be compensated for it fairly, fairly compensated. Equitable? Yeah. Wow. What a concept. Right. Um, so love that. Can't say it any better myself. The I hope that all of my uh, friends and colleagues are are sort of listening to that because for some reason they think we're in a deflationary environment. Well, and talking about about doing things on your own, you don't have to figure this out on your own. You can get people like Patient Quotient. You can get other advisors that will help steer you through it, you know, so you don't have to figure it out on your own. Right. I think every, everybody needs a board of advisors. Yeah, for sure. Like I do. It's a very small circle, but, um, you know, it's having, you know, a mastermind alliance. Um, John Ray is one of my new advisors. mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) He can point you to the nearest bar. (laughs) I'm just playing John Ray. You know, I love you. 
Um, uh, John Ray actually does say something intelligent every now and then. Um, so I'll give a shout out to John Ray when he does. <laughs> Even a blind dog finds bone every now and then. Um, so, uh, and, but the, again, you know, the fortune 50, that's what I, I really, I dig when I, the first time I went there, I was like, Oh man, this is awesome. I, I don't go there for any other reason, but for the same reason you guys go right. there. Um, so I'm yeah, like, you learn a ton, you learn a ton and you, and you, like you said, you network with other people that are in your same position, you know, they're trying to figure things out and you get great ideas and right. it's and, fun. Yeah. And it's you know, like Dan Clark last time. Yes. Holy smokes. That guy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I laughed. Right. He brought a tear to my eye. Right. I, Dan Clark, keep doing what you're doing, brother. Cause yeah. that, that was amazing. And the turn the ship around that uh, turn the ship lecture, around. lecture about, you know, giving people, you know, giving people ownership of things. That was good. Yep. That was really good. Ty, very yeah. good. Yep. Keep it up, buddy. How's it? How's it out there in Hawaii? I, I think he's, yeah, I think he's doing good. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's, he always looks like he's doing pretty good to me. He's happy right. dude. Yeah. Um, he cracks me up. Uh, so, <clears throat> Shout out to all of those guys, and we'll see you uh, when's the next time. Monterey. October. Yeah. yeah. Um, if folks want to, gotcha. If I'm sorry, uh, if folks want to get in touch with Dayton Dental, what are you guys doing as far as your mm, accessibility? Like, how does the public find out about Dayton Dental Collaborative and Dayton Dental Solutions? So you, you come to Dayton and you knock on the door. Gotcha. You got to get let in first. <laughs> That's right. That's right. No. Um, you know, obviously we have a website, we have a Facebook page, you know, uh, or Instagram, social media. Um, you know, my, you can share my email if you want. I don't know if that's that's up to you kosher or not, but yeah, you can share my email. Um, I don't give my email out. I give John's you out. You know, well, he's your filter. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, um, you know, Jennifer at smiledc.com, you can reach out to me anytime. Um, you know, you can make it happen. Yeah. All right. Well, when I come up to Dayton, I will reach out because I'm going to come to the spa. You have my cell number. So that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm in, I'm in the inner circle. That's right. That's right. It's cool. Um, I won't bring John Ray. It's cool. Um, so is there anything else that you feel like you would like to share with our listeners? about what ingredients have made your practice groups successful? Um, I would just say, you know, it's really being conscious of what you're focusing on, you know, like really just, just really train your brain to focus on, on, uh, on, on great outcomes. Um, you know, you can, you know, for me, it's like, it, it, what you, what you see is, is what you get, you know? So, I mean, you can be looking at problems, 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 but if you're looking at everything's an opportunity and if you're looking at everyone is doing their best and everybody's, you know, trying, you know, trying, trying to, uh, everyone needs to be noticed, you know, I mean, you know, acknowledged, noticed, you know, all those kinds of things. I think if you just, ch- I, I think for me, what I do is when I, when I start getting, um, you know, a little bit discouraged or whatever, I just really start looking at what is good, what is good right here in front of my face. And then I also start my day with like five or six things that I tell myself, you know, what I want to be, how I want to be personally, how I want to be, you know, from a business standpoint. So I have like this whole thing written down, you know, and I've kind of almost memorized it at this point, but you know, I want to be kind. I want to be happy. 
I want to see the world as abundant, you know? Mm-hmm. I like it. Who do I love? Who loves me? You know, um, what, what, what I, how do I want to make my business better? You know, I want to do what I say I'm going to do. I want to, you know, I want to, uh, be loyal. I want to, you know, contribute as much as I can, things like that. You know, so talk, self-talk is very, I think some people don't realize how impactful that is, but you really have to set your mind to looking for what is great and then see it around you. And that will turn you around and that will turn your whole business around if you do that. But if you're constantly picking and looking at what's wrong and, you know, seeing things in a bad fashion, I mean, that's what you're going to, that's what you're going to see and that's what you're going to get more of. So, you know, the, the mind is much more powerful than a lot of folks give credit to. I completely agree. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the biggest thing that I've learned, you know, well, that's a big thing. Yeah. And so I, I got, a lot out of that. That's uh, it's very impressive. You're doing a lot of things I'm, I'm not doing. I'm taking notes over here. I'm <laughs> like, I need to do more of that. Um, so thank you for yeah, that, Jennifer. Welcome. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you coming down all the way from Dayton. I love it. And they had to open the gates, bring you down here. That's right. Yeah, we don't have gates here in Atlanta. I don't yeah. know. Pretty much anybody can get it. <laughs> um, and uh, so I'd also like to thank DJ uh, John Ray. He's my producer. He's like Dr. Dre. He just doesn't rap as much. Um, and I'd also like to thank our sponsor, um, Practice Quotient uh, yes. and me. Um, so there are a lot of other folks out there who look like me, walk yes. like me, act like me. But uh, Practice Quotient. M- might, might be the next best thing, but not quite me. Um, so... Thanks to all of my team. I notice you and I appreciate you. Um, all of my folks that uh, work really hard and try to keep uh, our projects on track. And uh, I would also like to thank all the insurance companies too that listen. I appreciate you listening, even though you pretend like you don't. So much love. Um, so with that, until next time.